0: I'm B, and I'm Brian and I'm 52 years old and I've been vegan since 1991 so this year I turned 53 so that will be uh, t- 33 years of being vegan
1: and I'm 55 right now and I've been vegan since 2002 so I guess that's uh, 22 years I've been vegan
0: and we're the founders of vegan health and Fitness. Um, which used to be a magazine, which is now this podcast and lots of other fun activities that we have coming up for you. I'm a yoga instructor, but also a lawyer. And
1: And I'm a lawyer too.
0: And um, so anyway, you may have seen our last video that we did together about the dangers of supplements. And we talked about all the lawsuits involved in that. We're not scientists, but we do have to work with them a lot in our law profession. Our job is all about presenting evidence in a way that will convince a magistrate. I've also been an editor for Ecology Law Quarterly, which is the top environmental law journal in the country. And one of the things that I had to do was make sure that evidence that everyone was presenting was accurate. And so that's something I'm a real stickler for. So we like to do sciencey things in our personal lives also. Right. And so when I found out about the continuous glucose monitor, We couldn't wait to get our hands on them. The cool thing that a lot of athletes are using them for these days and just health nuts like us is just to see why certain foods might make you feel a certain way. This is not a sponsored video, but we'll tell you the brand. We used a Libre 3, but I have heard that they're coming out with new ones now that are specifically for athletes. So um, we're kind of in this weird time right now, which by this time this video comes out, I don't know if this will even be true anymore, where you're supposed to have a prescription. So I found a website that allowed me to submit information about why I want to use it and uh, some information about myself and my uh, lifestyle habits. And uh, they were able to have a doctor go ahead and give me a prescription for one of these. And so anyway, I had it uh, shipped to my house How did you feel about using it? I
1: ended up really liking using it, but the putting it on part was a little bit um, daunting because there's this this very small little disc, but the applicator has what looks like a really big needle, but I don't think it goes all the way in. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I didn't feel it going on at all.
0: Yeah, you stick it in the back of your arm. I guess you can also put it on your abdomen. I don't know why anybody would do that. They might think that they're getting a more accurate reading for some reason, but I've heard that people do that. But I think the most convenient place to put it is on the back of the arm. And that way, it's it's not getting in your way. You're not apt to rub on anything. Like we think that when you're putting your clothes on and off, like your pants, if you had it anywhere around your abdomen area, it might be getting in the way. But I didn't find it annoying.
1: Yeah, I didn't even really... After it was on, I didn't even really notice it was there. Um, and it
0: like, didn't hurt going on. Not at all. We didn't even feel it. We were surprised. We, we did it to each other. You just take it and pop it, and it just sections right on to you and we didn't feel a thing right okay so this video is chronicling our experience so the, for the first few days that we had it just kind of playing with it and seeing what happened and we'll refer to a few things in the video like we'll say things like oh we had a banana for first thing in the morning that time before and it didn't do anything to our glucose um that is we don't have a record um in the video of us eating the banana, showing you everything like we do for all the other foods. But the things that we refer to like that, that would be stuff that was within the first few days of getting it. So anyway, make sure you stay tuned to the end because at the end we're going to have a chart where we have all of the different foods that we ate and we're going to show you where the glucose uh, took us on each of our little journeys. And then we can compare which foods did what and then you can hopefully also Use that information so you don't have to pay or go through the difficulty or inconvenience of doing this yourself but you can kind of see what foods tend to do to a healthy vegan body i guess we'll go ahead and get started the first thing we did was orange juice of course And the reason why we chose orange juice is because i think it's the most controversial vegan food item we always hear people saying oh don't drink that it's pure sugar it's going to spike your glucose And so we just wanted to see if that was true. Here we go. reading is 105 and I am mostly fasted it's noon right now and I haven't eaten since about 7 8 p.m. last night so that is about 16 hours or more of being fasted this morning I had two small dried apple chips from the dehydrator just to test them Um, so that when I woke up my glucose was around 95 ish there and also I've been doing some uh, yoga exercising moving around the house and I've noticed that that tends to raise my glucose also but anyway this is where I am and I'm going to now drink my orange juice this whole glass and we'll see what it does to my glucose reading okay so your current glucose reading is 133 and you have had two cups of coffee that's right with maple syrup in them. That's right. Okay. So before you had that coffee, your glucose was under a hundred, correct?
1: Well, yeah, it was between 70 and 80 this morning.
0: Okay. And so now he's gonna have a glass of orange juice and we're gonna see what that does to his glucose reading. Okay, it's been 20 minutes and I'm at 140. Still feeling great.
1: Okay, so it's been 10 minutes for me and my blood glucose has actually dropped to 100.
0: Okay, here I am at 30 minutes after I drank the glass of orange juice. It's getting up into the yellow area instead of the green. So, it's a little high.
1: So it's been about 20 minutes, and I'm now down to 107, and I still feel real great.
0: Okay, so at this stage, I just wanted to say that I'm feeling a little kind of shaky. I mean, not too shaky, just a little, like only because I'm being very mindful of how I feel. I think if I were busy doing other things, I might not even notice it, but I'm hungry to be honest. I have been fasted since like seven, eight o'clock last night. And this is kind of high, Uh, much higher than what I normally have my glucose register at during a normal day of eating food and I'm thinking this is because I did this on an empty stomach, so I'm gonna go ahead and eat something now.
1: So it's been about 20 minutes, and surprisingly, I am down to 109. Um, I still feel really good after drinking that glass of orange juice.
0: Okay, we're having mung bean cakes made by Brian.
1: These are mine. Um,
0: With arugula, fresh raw arugula. And I am also in the process of making a smoothie, and it's going to have pear, an apple, it has a banana, it has a handful of spinach, probably about a cup of spinach. It was a lot. Um, it's going to have wheatgrass. I put the orange pulp from the orange juice in here, what you're seeing, and um, some ginger. Yeah, and that's that with a little water. And okay, it's been an hour and my glucose is coming back down. When I last spoke to you, I was going to have something to eat. And so I have started eating. I haven't finished eating it yet, but I've been nibbling for about 15 minutes or so now. And as you can see, it's dropping. Brian, body <laughs> reacted very differently. So uh,
1: it's been about 30 minutes now and uh, my Glucose has bounced back a little
0: bit to 1 okay here i am one hour after drinking a big glass of orange juice and i am now having my green smoothie that i tend to have every morning my glucose did spike this is my graph since about 3 a.m today so most of that was while i was sleeping as you can see it goes quite low while i'm sleeping And um, then I got up this morning, did a little yoga, did some chores around the house, and it started to climb. And then, of course, hit its peak after I had my orange juice. And and ever since I've been eating food with actual fiber in it, which includes my smoothie, my glucose is coming down. So it's been about an hour now, and
1: I'm sort of back up to where I started, around 137.
0: So I ate, I had the mung bean cake with arugula. I had my smoothie with my fruit in it, whole fruit. And as you can see, it came back down and I was like, okay, good, everything's going good now. But here we are, it's an hour and 45 minutes or so after the orange juice and then had the food starting about an hour ago and it's continuing to drop. So I guess this is what they're talking about when they talk about the spike and then crash that people get from sugar, um, from the sugars in the orange juice. I seem to have had that reaction. Perhaps my body released too much insulin in response to the high glucose. And now that insulin has taken the glucose in my system down very low. So i Jim, gym, I just wanted to let you know that my glucose is back up. 120 and I did not eat anything else. It might just be a result of just doing some exercise seems to release glucose. Interesting how all
1: this works. So it's been about two hours since we had the orange juice and my glucose seems to have leveled off for the last hour or so here at about 135. Uh, Right after I had the orange juice, it went down to somewhere just below 120, I think. And then uh, slowly came back up and that's when I had breakfast and it's uh, it dropped a little bit, and it's sort of stayed there ever since. Okay, that's so,
0: interesting. Uh, you were... What
1: happened? I don't
0: know. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. When I drank the orange juice, my glucose went up, as you would expect.
1: And mine went down.
0: Which, okay, we want to explain that.
1: I was getting up in the morning, and I was having coffee with uh, maple syrup and oat milk in it, and it would spike my... Blood glucose up. And then my body would release insulin to bring the blood sugar back down. And so I think what was happening is, um, I just had a lot of free-floating insulin in my body that uh, when I had the orange juice, it was enough to just bring it down as opposed to make me have a a, a blood sugar spike. But then after the insulin you know did its job, or, you know that the insulin was floating around in my body got used up doing that, then the blood sugar started to spike back up because the insulin wasn't sequestering the the glucose anymore.
0: So he already had insulin being released to take care of what was there. So then when he had something else that was also sugary, the insulin was already there to catch it in the process and continue on a downward slope. So it's interesting how that happens um, sometimes. And the reason why you don't want to spike your glucose up too high and have that happen too often is because after a while, your insulin gets desensitized. So the more you spike your glucose and your body has to release a bunch of insulin to bring it down. The higher you spike it and the more regularly you spike it, that's how you develop type 2 diabetes is too much insulin being released too often until your body just goes, I'm tired, I don't want to do it anymore. And then you have to go and inject insulin in yourself and nobody wants to do that. So don't do that, people. So that's the whole reason why we're doing this is try to find out where's the healthy place to get your energy because the powerhouse of the cell of as we know, is the mitochondria, which is powered by glucose. And every cell in your body, of course, has the mitochondria in there working hard, trying to keep everything going. But you don't want to have too much glucose because if you have too much glucose and then you put yourself in that situation where you're becoming insulin desensitized and you don't want that to happen. So just wanted to explain that. So that was interesting. So I had the reaction that most people have and he would probably have if he had the orange juice on an empty stomach and the next time we do the glucose monitors maybe maybe he can refrain from having some coffee in the morning but as you'll notice as we go along here there's not a single morning where he hasn't had at least one cup usually two cups of coffee before we do our test so anyway there's more to come so that's what happened with the orange juice situation kind of crazy <laughs> decided that on day two, because of what we experienced with the orange juice, that we would try blending whole oranges with the fiber intact. So, I mean, not the whole oranges, because we're not gonna, of course, use the skin. Actually, I've been to places where they have those machines where they put the whole orange in, and it tastes horrible. The skin, of course, is very bitter. The white part, the pith, is the part that tends to be bitter, just as a chef, just want you guys to know. We tend to use the orange part, of the orange skin in a lot of dishes because it has the lovely orange oils in it and it's uh, orange zest and it adds a lot of nice flavor but you want to be careful when you're putting that in a recipe that you don't actually put the white part in you're just putting the orange part in the white part is the part that tends to be bitter so when i was making the blended orange or the orange smoothie on day two i just cut the uh, skin off but you wanna make sure that you try to get as much of the white off as you can while leaving the center part of the orange all intact, and then maybe cut it in half and pull the seeds out as best you can. If you have a Vitamix and you accidentally get a seed or two in there, the Vitamix will pulverize the seeds, but just beware that the seeds are something that could add to some bitterness. So you want to try to get as many of them out as you can. Okay, here we are on day two of our orange juice challenge. Fasted with my glucose reading at 102. And as you saw, this orange was blended rather than juiced. The fiber of the inside of the orange all remained with it. So it's the same fluid ounces as yesterday. The only difference is it has the fiber from the inside of the orange in it. It was also About 16 oranges, organic oranges, of course. And so we'll see if it makes a difference if uh, you leave the fiber in. Mmm, it's kind of creamy. It's good.
1: Okay, Okay. my blood glucose is 106. You can see two little spikes here from the two cups of coffee I had this morning, but it's uh, dropped back down to 106. Uh, Anyway.
0: Okay, it's been 10 minutes and my blood glucose is at 108. So it hasn't really gone up at all.
1: So it's been 10 minutes and uh, my blood glucose is 110. So it's gone up just a hair. And,
0: uh, What's a hair? How many points? I
1: think it was 106 when it started. So it's gone up four points. See?
0: okay so it's been 20 minutes now and it's going up a little bit i'm at 120. going up slowly i feel great the only thing i wanted to mention was when i drank the blended orange it was a little bit of a i don't know more bitter less sweet flavor to it so just be aware of that i could see some children maybe objecting to that if they're used to drinking orange juice as a chef i would recommend to mix the orange with maybe some uh, mango or pineapple Um, the whole fruit of the mango and the pineapple has zero bitterness in it tastes wonderful so if you're going to blend up a whole orange and make a nice orange drink for your breakfast or any time of day instead of doing orange juice if you're wanting to keep the fiber in it i would recommend mixing in pineapple or mango or both
1: so it's been about 30 minutes and my blood glucose is now at 153. you can see that it's uh, quite a quite a rise since uh, 106 when uh, i first started this uh, so uh,
0: that is very interesting considering that yesterday when you had orange juice without the fiber in it your glucose went down went down right so That's, very interesting you're an interesting guy So it's been 30 minutes now and my blood glucose is slowly rising. I'm at 133.
1: So it's been about an hour and I seem to be leveling off at 152.
0: So it's been about an hour and I'm at 124. So my blood glucose is leveling out, coming down. My peak was at about 133 and so Uh, It made a huge difference to blend the whole orange with the fiber. I just removed the skin as opposed to juicing the orange and having very little fiber, just a few little uh, pulpy things get into the juice. But, you know, even a high pulp orange juice can't compare to blending the whole orange
1: So it's been about an hour, and I seem to be leveling off at 152. I think it's higher yesterday. The uh, the reason my insulin went so high on the uh, blended orange drink was because the day before, um, I'd had, you know, the coffee I had in the morning had spiked my blood sugar way up and so I had an awful lot of insulin in my system and the next day I did not I think the the amount of insulin I, I didn't spike my blood sugar quite as you I didn't
0: could. have as much maple syrup or...
1: right I think that morning I tried um uh, using a lot less maple syrup uh, just to see if I could keep my blood sugar down um, but that led to me having less free insulin floating around to uh, manage the the blood sugar spike from
0: the orange okay so we've explained it the day that we did the berry smoothie i just had a cosmetic procedure done on my neck i had fibroblast treatment so they do these little needles in your neck so i was doing a lot to try to hide my neck and i didn't do a very good job on some of the footage i was super close up on my phone or my face is halfway cut out because i'm trying to hide my neck in the video. That's just a little inside tidbit for you guys because you're my best friends And I just want you to know what's, what's going on So Here I am today again fasted this morning for breakfast. We're going to have a Smoothie that is very similar to the one yesterday, but instead of having apples and pears in it. We have berries Berries are lower on the glycemic index, so we're gonna see if that makes any difference. So the ingredients of this smoothie today was one banana, a good amount of cherries, a good amount of blueberries, a big handful of spinach, finger of ginger, cut of wheatgrass. Again, I know these are very rough measurements, but yeah, I think that's it. And a little water.
1: So my uh glucose level is a hundred right now. It's a little like earlier this morning when i had some coffee but it's back down to my fasted level which tends to be around 90 to 100
0: and, and that coffee had a little oat milk and a little maple syrup in it that's right but anyway back down to 100 enjoy
1: thank
0: you. okay it's been about 10 or 15 minutes and my blood glucose has risen to 99 nice and slowly and buttercup approves have to hold her because we have squirrels in the backyard that i just fed and she's going a little crazy
1: okay so it's been about 10 minutes and uh, i'm up to 104 so it's just uh, to take that three points So it's been about a half hour and I'm now up to 131.
0: Okay my glucose is now at 138 and it has been about 30 minutes since we had our lovely berry smoothie.
1: So it's been about an hour and my glucose level is dropping down now it's down to 112.
0: Okay so it's been about an hour and my blood glucose is dropped. I'm down to 118.
1: so I went to Whole Foods and had a slice of pizza and a little bit of Indian food and uh, my glucose is on the way up. I was down around uh, 90, I think, when uh, I left the gym and wasn't feeling like I had a lot of energy to work out and uh, now that I've eaten I actually feel like I could probably work out pretty hard.
0: Okay, we got some food. Might have gone a little crazy. I was super hungry. We're walking around Whole Foods. I got some dried pineapple, which I love because it tastes like candy, and ate a few rings of that. Then we also got the vegan pizza, a slice of it, and some Indian food off of the hot bar. None of that is stuff that I normally eat on a daily basis. Um, I will eat. Pineapple, but usually it's fresh. I do like the dried pineapple every now and then as a treat though But I knew having it first was gonna really do something to my glucose and quite frankly I was bottoming out. I was down in the 70s. So I've I've just done it all wrong today Normally when I have breakfast, I don't just have the smoothie. I have uh, a little something with it uh, Or at least pretty quickly thereafter whereas because we were doing this I had the smoothie and waited the full hour and we had to, you know, get to the gym. And, you know, by the time we got to the gym, I'm already hungry again because it's digested now. And it was such a small amount of calories. Lesson learned. So I really burned up a lot of glucose and feeling great through the whole thing. My ups and my downs, I guess they weren't really that high and don't go that low, so...
1: So uh, it's at 106 now, it's come down from a peak of about 115. Um, but I do feel like I've got a lot more energy to work out now than I did when we came in. It was down around 90. So good to make sure you're well fed before you hit the gym.
0: And post workout for me, I'm up a little bit after having a. 10-minute chair
1: massage did our workout went in and uh, sat on the massage chairs and then did a bunch of uh, crunches and my glucose shot up to 132
0: the thing that i really want to talk about that happened with the berry smoothie was that we chose that one because we knew berries are very low on the glycemic index and so we wanted to see what the difference would be between having that and having other things that are supposedly high on the glycemic index like apples and pears, bananas, and then later on we have pineapple. It's a spoiler. So we wanted to be able to compare and contrast and we didn't get much of a spike on the berry smoothie, right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, the, the berry smoothie left us kind of in the lurch when we got to the gym because it didn't give us enough energy to do a workout and like i was saying that usually in the morning we have our fruit smoothie and we have like a mung bean quiche or something else that's a little bit more substantial sometimes i'll do something with some sprouted quinoa or some oats. There's many different things that we have that is a little bit heavier, that is maybe more protein and also um, higher and more of the denser, starchier carbs. Although you'll see what happens when we have the potatoes, which is totally something different. But anyway, I think that's why this mung bean quiche is such a great invention of yours is because it does taste like a really nice breakfasty food and it does give us the protein and the energy that we need. And it doesn't leave us to where we haven't had enough calories by the time we get to the gym. When we have gotten to the gym, and I don't know if that's in this particular one, but um, we have a banana before we go in and work out. And that helps a lot. So I know Robert Cheek has been one to bring bananas with him in his gym bag to the gym. And I'm sure there's plenty of other vegan athletes who do this because bananas have three different kinds of sugar. They're just so amazing. If, if you have them more green, there's a lot more starch in them. If you have them more brownish, there's more sugar in them. And I'm not gonna say one is better than the other because there's different times when you need different things. The green bananas with all of that starch and it, uh, less sugar, Is a really great prebiotic for the tummy so it's a it's a good thing to have in your system and it might sustain you for longer because it's you know a lot more fiber versus sugar whereas the more brown banana is going to have more sugar so if you need a burst of energy more quickly you might want to go for the more brown banana especially if you're about to do something cardio intensive or like a really hot hard workout like it's leg day or something where you know your heartbeat is really going to get up as you're doing what it is you're doing so anyway so that's what we did we had to compensate after we had the berry smoothie our blood sugar was down low it didn't go up very high and then it went it, it down even more and so by the time we got to the gym it was kind of like we were in a fasted state almost because our blood sugars were down in the yeah, 90s pretty low
1: but and it, that was actually a really good thing to learn from using these um, monitors was that there is a certain blood sugar level where my workout just, I don't have the energy for it. And so knowing that, you know, you mm-hmm. really do have to fuel yourself before you go and fuel yourself correctly.
0: Right. And people yeah. talk about having creatine further ATP to get their ATP up high. So if you don't know what that is, adenosine triphosphate is the stuff that's in the muscle that lets you keep going and do another rep. So when you get to the end of your workout and you say you've gone to failure and you can't do another rep or you're running and you're getting to the point to where you feel like you're hitting a wall, you just your muscles don't want to react any further, that's generally because your ATP is low. Well, guess what makes ATP? As we talked about earlier, the mitochondria in your cell. So again, what does your mitochondria need, the powerhouse of the cell need, in order to optimally function? It needs glucose. So that's why this continuous glucose monitor is such a great thing for vegans. And because we understand that health is not focusing on protein. We get all these phytonutrients from our plants. But another thing that we get that's super awesome is we get more carbs in our diet. And carbs are so awesome for us, especially for athletes. So we're vegan health and fitness. So we know there's a lot of fitness people out there following us. And so we we definitely want to speak to you um, as well as the people who are just health geeks like us. But you wanna have enough glucose in your system when you get in there to work at. Again, that is the thing that fuels your bodies to be able to perform. Like you might have heard the adage, carbs before, protein after. Well, yeah, protein after maybe, and I don't know how much protein after you need to have, but I definitely know you need carbs before. Because if you try to go to the gym, like we did, and you don't have enough carbs in your system, you're falling flat on your face. And some people will try to overcome that by having massive amounts of caffeine. You know, and I know you love coffee. It's just a stimulant, people. It's just, you know, a chemical that makes your heart beat faster. It does dilate your blood vessels. But yeah, you're going to have a withdrawal from that because it's just this crazy chemical you're putting in your body that does all these things that are somewhat unnatural because you're forcing your body to do these things. Caffeine is in a lot of things. It's in guarana, which a lot of people don't realize. It's in the S I U berries, you know? You have an S I U bowl, there's some guarana in there. And there's caffeine in green tea, of course. There's caffeine in chocolate. If you have small amounts of caffeine that just happen in some of the foods that you're eating, that's probably fine. That's what nature intended. But when you go dosing yourself with really high levels of caffeine, it's in, like, a lot of these pre workouts and stuff, and as we just talked about in the supplement hmm. video, there's a lot of bad stuff, right <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, we, we put caffeine in a lot of things that we, uh, you know, that they'll market to you as giving you a lot of energy, and they'll call it natural energy. But what it really is, it's a little bit of caffeine powder,
0: yeah. So, anyway, instead of filling yourself up with just a whole bunch of caffeine, why not eat properly? Why not eat some fruit before you go to the gym? Have a nice smoothie. Have it with all the fiber so that it goes in your body, releases nice and slowly, gives you nice smooth energy that lasts a few hours. That's what we do and it really helps us at the gym to have a good workout. And being here in our mid-50s, we love to give advice to the youngsters and let you know maybe you're getting away with stuff at a young age. but By the time you get to our age, you need to know what you're doing. And I'm sure as we get older, it's just going to step things up even more. But We just want to um, let you know that's what we do, we feel great, we got tons of energy working out. So anyway, there you go, and the glucose meter is uh, helping us out by showing everyone that we're eating this fruit. It is giving us enough energy, it's getting our glucose up around in the 120s, 130s, maybe a little bit into the 140s sometime, which is fine, it's not going too high and then it's sustaining for a little while and then it's coming back down around 100 or 90 or something like that, back down to healthy levels. And that's what you want. Okay, moving on. Come over here, let me show you what I'm making for dinner. They have red lentils I've made into a doll which is an Indian dish that's uh, a got curry, which means turmeric. It's got some fresh tomatoes, onion, garlic, lots of great spices. The way that I'm having it is with this half of a, of a small sweet potato on top. And I am also having this gigantic salad, which is what I have every night, a giant salad with lettuce, and it's got a whole bunch of sprouts in it. It's got pea shoots, broccoli sprouts, arugula, and sunflower sprouts and then you'll see some chunks of avocado in there, cucumber, various kinds of tomato, and I think that's it. And I'm going to put my homemade cashew dressing on top.
1: Okay, so I've been uh, snacking on crackers while uh, cooking and doing some other things for about an hour, and it really hasn't affected my blood glucose at all. It's just sort of kind of up and down, but it's kind of hovering about 100 105. So let's see what happens
0: when uh, I eat a bunch of dog. That was a very low glycemic dinner. It's been uh, what, about 15, 20 minutes or so since I finished eating, and I don't know if you can see the hump on the end there, but I'm on a downward slope. So I finished
1: eating probably about half an hour ago, and my blood glucose is coming right back down to where it was, just about. Like I started out just around 105 or so, and I'm down to 114. Yeah, I think it went up to about 120-something.
0: Another day, another opportunity to test the glucose. Starting out at 98 here, I am fasted, although I woke up with the blood glucose around 80, 85, and it slowly rose, as I did yoga, and cleaned up after these guys around the house, and, uh, some stuff in the kitchen so anyway we're going to start with fresh pineapple today and we're going to just see what happens when we just have the fresh pineapple first of all on a fasted stomach see what that does to our glucose and based on what we learned from that we may want to adjust what we do when we eat a pineapple by itself or first thing in the morning uh, to moderate the amount
1: of glucose that we get. So here we go. Okay, so uh, my blood glucose was down around its uh, fasting level, around sort of covers between 100 and 110. This morning I got up and just had two cups of coffee, so I got two little spikes on my graph, but uh, it came back down. Um, I did have a slice of pineapple I tested when I was uh, cutting these, so that might turn mine up a little bit, but. We'll see how much higher it goes in the next hour.
0: And once again, your coffee had what in it?
1: A mm, little half a tablespoon of maple syrup and uh, probably a couple of tablespoons.
0: Of, uh, okay, so it's been 45 minutes since we had that pineapple and I am at 110. So it really didn't do much. Um, so plain pineapple, it wasn't the sweetest pineapple, I have to admit, but plain, plain pineapple on an empty stomach. We were a little concerned about what that was going to do to our glucose, but it did, didn't do much, so that's uh, kind of cool. So we'll give it the other 15 or so minutes and check in with you again. Actually, we're about to drive to the gym, so it might be a few more minutes, but um, we'll check in with you again and just to confirm that at an hour out, it didn't do anything crazy all of a sudden, but I really don't anticipate that it's gonna all of a sudden spike up. So that was pretty cool.
1: Okay, so it's been about 45 minutes and my blood glucose uh, came up to 115, which is not uh, too much higher than it started out at. I think it was around 105 or so when it started. So yeah, see if it uh, goes up anymore in the next half hour.
0: Okay, we're almost to the gym, but my glucose is dropping and I wanna make sure that I have my glucose up so that I can get a good workout. So I'm gonna have a banana.
1: Me too. So it's been about uh, eight to nine minutes since we had a banana and my blood sugar's already gone up to 115, so that works pretty quickly for me to uh, get my blood sugar up.
0: So here, half an hour after I had the banana, my glucose is finally starting to go up. We just hit 117. Okay, we just finished our workout and all we had this morning was the pineapple, which was about a quarter of a pineapple each for us because we had the other half of the pineapple in our smoothie yesterday. And then we had one banana, large, large banana. Before we went in to work out because uh, we needed to pump our glucose back up and we're happy to report that we both experienced our glucose remaining up over a hundred around hundred and fifteen or hundred and twenty is that the same for you yeah
1: that's about the same for me I went in okay. pretty quickly
0: so that was throughout the whole workout so that was pretty cool that um, one banana sustains you through a whole workout that was really good to know and it the, the banana Gets the bad rap a lot for having three different kinds of sugar in it, but it never spiked our glucose up above. Well, mine was, I think at a 118 at a high, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: think about the same for me, 119
0: or so. If, if you lean this way a little bit more, then can see your face. <laughs> so anyway, uh, good news, good, good bananas. I'm starting my day fasted, my glucose at 101. I have been up, I did my yoga, cleaning the house, but I am ready for my first meal of the day. I'm going to have a stir-fried potato dish, although I use the word fried in quotes because of course we don't use oil and we don't cook the potatoes until they're brown because that would bring on the Maillard effect, which is not so healthy. But our potatoes have some mushrooms, bell peppers, onions, garlic, fresh oregano from our garden, dried thyme, chili powder some paprika some cumin so that's all the spices no salt of course no miso or anything like that that has salt in it no tamari no brags amino acids all of those are ways of putting sodium in food that we didn't do we didn't need to on top what you see are micro broccoli greens so we get all the nutrition of broccoli but at a higher potency because that's what happens with sprouts is that whatever is in the vegetable is in higher potency in these little things. I'll uh, get back with you and let you know what it does to my glucose.
1: Okay, so my blood glucose is 106, and there was a little blip this morning. I had a cup of coffee with just a little bit of oat milk in it, no maple syrup or anything, Mm -hmm. and that made it peak up to, uh, I think, 125, Um, but now it's back down, and we'll see what eating potatoes does. That's really delicious.
0: Post-potato, I am at 129, it went down just a little and then went up and i'm really tired this morning so i'm feeling like even though this says 129 which should be plenty of glucose still feeling very low energy from this breakfast and i'm missing my fruit breakfast i think the fruit gives me more energy somehow and maybe energy can't always be described in glucose maybe there's other things about the fruit Anyway, this is where I am. Oh, I also wanted to mention that we prepared five potatoes. They were split between Brian and I, so they were medium sized potatoes and we each would have had like two and a half potatoes, roughly, he probably had a little more than I did. Okay, so I'll see you in another half hour and we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, so it's been half an hour and my blood glucose is up to 127. So that's a pretty decent increase for half an hour. As far as, Energy goes, at least I, I don't feel hungry anymore, but I don't feel particularly energized.
0: Okay, so it's been an hour since I had my two and a half Yukon Gold potatoes, and my glucose went up to about 153. Now it's starting to come back down.
1: Okay, so it's been about an hour, and uh, my blood glucose went up to about 159, and is now uh, coming down a little. It's at uh, 156. So I think I've uh, reached the plateau here for uh, our potato experiment. Um,
0: so yours is yellow, so you just have different settings than
1: yeah, right. I. Right. I think mine are set for 150 is when it goes into the yellow. Um, but I honestly, I don't, you know, I, I feel it physically, my blood sugar being really high when it's above, you know, 160 or so. Um, but I don't really feel a whole lot different than when we ate these potatoes this morning, when my blood glucose was down around 1
0: or so so um, yeah interesting i'm laying in bed now because i'm going to take a nap because so tired because i already was tired this morning but now my glucose has completely plummeted and it's been about an hour and a half since i had the potatoes this morning so i went on a little roller coaster where the glucose went up and now it's come down and now it's in the 90s So I guess that's the lesson as to why you don't want your blood glucose to spike like that, because when it comes back down, you get this crash.
1: Okay, so it's been about an hour and 45 minutes, and my blood glucose has come down to about 127, so it it went right up almost to 159, and then it started coming right back down.
0: On the day that we had the Yukon Gold Potatoes, I was so tired that I had to take a nap. So I just wanted to comment about that. I think the reason why I had to take the nap was I didn't have any of the yummy fruit that I usually have in the mornings to give me the energy. As you saw with the potatoes, it wasn't that it didn't spike my glucose because my glucose did go up quite a bit. There's other things in fruit besides just uh, glucose or even other fruit sugars. Maybe it's the other fruit sugars, I don't know, but um, definitely wasn't the glucose because the glucose in the potatoes didn't do a whole lot to give me energy. Fruit is so jam packed full of antioxidants beta carotene lutein resveratrol i mean i could just sit here and name every phytonutrient just an apple has 500 or more phytonutrients that they have labeled thus far and of course i can't name 500 of them, we don't even like to talk about that in our cultural parlance. We don't speak about the hundreds and hundreds of different types of phytonutrients. We speak about a few of them every now and then. Damn, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So we need to be eating our fruit because it's, it's just so full of not only all of those vitamins and minerals also, and we're talking about things like electrolytes, fruit is uniquely juicy. Fruit is so, so good for you. So that's why it really upsets me whenever people talk bad about fruit and they say, you know, cut down on your fruit intake because you should be worried about sugar. Cut down on your fruit intake because you're trying to lose weight or something. I mean, like there's going to be nothing more stupid than to say cut down on your fruit because you're trying to lose weight because look at Freely the Banana Girl. Look at tons of, you know, look at uh, Fully Raw Christina. These ladies and me, you know, there's, we don't have any problem with body fat. We eat tons of fruit. Fruit is so awesome for you. That's what I think I was missing out on. Probably the raw people would probably point out to me that potatoes are cooked. And when you heat things up to a certain point, especially like you have to with potatoes, it killed a lot of the nutrients. And although I throw a lot of raw stuff in there, like I'll throw in some raw bell peppers, and as you saw, there was broccoli sprouts on top. I do you know, things like that to add more nutrients to the dish, but the potato itself was just a starchy thing that although potatoes are rather high in vitamin C, I'm not sure if that is pre or post cooked. And if they turn green because they're in the sun, they're poisonous. There's a lot of things about them that you have to be careful of. So there's many reasons why, you know, as much as I love potatoes, it's probably not the best health-wise. So if you're choosing your breakfast foods in the morning, I would go more towards the fruity stuff to have plenty of energy rather than something like potato. But if you're feeling like having something savory in the morning every now and then, You know, I suppose you you could do it, but just be aware of what it's going to do. It will make your glucose go up and then maybe not even give you the energy that you should be getting when you're suffering a spike like that in your glucose. Like, gosh, I just feel like I got ripped off. (laughs) So I was so tired that I had to take a nap. Also, we had a pretty hard workout the day before that, so that might have contributed to it, but I have noticed that if I consistently have my fruit smoothie every morning, I don't hit a wall like that. And I'm, I've am i been doing pretty good at getting adequate sleep too, so that's another thing. I'm not really sure if I slept well the night before that. I didn't mention that in the video and I don't remember because that was a while back. So there's many things that could have been affecting me, but my thought was that I didn't have the fruit. And so that's why I didn't have the energy that I usually have. And then Brian was in bed uh, talking, which is funny because he wasn't mentioning that he was about to take a nap. He was actually doing law work, just sitting in the bed next to me, keeping me company. So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add?
1: No. I mean, I, I guess the potatoes were enough to, uh, to do some law work, but I don't know. How could I? I was stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. We're eating a whole pineapple today. And I'm thinking it might be a little sweeter pineapple than the last time, so we're just doing this pineapple thing again just to see if there's any difference depending on eating a little bit more pineapple or it being a little bit sweeter because it was just so amazing that when we had the pineapple the last time that it really didn't do anything to our glucose. So that was interesting. So anyway, I'm starting off at 106, And we'll see what happens.
1: My blood glucose right now is a 106, there were two little spikes this morning, I did a little experiment with my coffee, the first spike was uh, coffee with oat milk and maple syrup, and the second spike was uh, coffee with just oat milk to see how much of a difference that made, and it made a pretty significant difference, even though it's just a little bit of maple syrup, Uh, but I'm back down to my fasted level, and let's see what happens with some pineapple.
0: Maybe we should experiment with the maple syrup later and see if you have that after you've had some food. Instead, it might I, not go up so high.
1: I did try that this morning. I tried to have a little oatmeal cookie to see if that did anything, but <laughs> I think maybe that was the wrong food, so yeah. I'll try something
0: else. Maybe some greens or Be something or some broccoli. Of greens, I think we'll try. Okay. It's been 30 minutes since we had our pineapple breakfast, and. I'm at 123
1: now. Okay, so it's been a little over half an hour, and I'm now up to 139. So, bit of a spike happening
0: here. It 138.
1: Oh. <laughs> <sighs> maybe maybe it's coming down. down. I don't no, know.
0: Maybe it's over. <laughs> it's been an hour. My glucose is at 117. So, again, it didn't spike, and uh, then it just
1: at 120 so uh, it's coming back down.
0: And it never went up that high.
1: Not really, went to like 138 I think was the top.
0: And although this wasn't the sweetest pineapple that we've ever had, it was a pineapple and it was pretty sweet, it was tasty, and we didn't have anything else with it to buffer the sweetness of it other than, so it was just the fiber that's in the actual pineapple itself that made it digest properly and not spike our Is our first meal of the day, and I am starting out with my glucose at 106. That's after my yoga and vigorous house cleaning this morning and preparing the sweet potatoes. I may have had a bite or two of sweet potato, maybe that's why it's up to 106. Anyway, still starting, you know. There. <laughs> we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, so my blood glucose is at 104 right now. Um, had two little bumps this morning. I was experimenting with, uh, coffee with, uh, various levels of oat milk and maple sugar.
0: Um. Maple syrup or sugar? I'm sorry,
1: maple syrup. Um, so the first one is, uh, coffee with just maple syrup, and the second one is coffee with maple syrup and the oat milk. It really does seem like the maple syrup is the culprit, which is probably not a huge surprise. Um.
0: This is the culprit making it go up above your green, but the oat milk got it up to the top of the green.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway. There's our sweet potatoes. Japanese sweet potatoes. Yummy, yummy. Mm -hmm.
1: See what happens.
0: Okay, 30 minutes after I had my peeled and steamed Japanese sweet potato. It was about that big. Um, I had a whole one. Brian had a whole one. Uh, It's been 30 minutes and um, this is where I am. Once again, I've been running around doing things in the house that does use some glucose. So, anyway, that does affect it. Just wanted to mention that.
1: Okay, so yeah, it's been about an hour and uh, my glucose peaked at about 160. Now it's on its way down to uh, 141 now. Um, So. Uh, very similar to the potatoes. Yeah, the other potatoes. The Yukon gold. Yeah. Good
0: day. I am fasted and I am at 112. I can't explain why my good cousin high this morning. I've just been running around doing housework. I've been doing some legal work. I've been doing some yoga. So um, sometimes when you do these things like exercise and use your brain a lot, your body needs glucose. And I've noticed that um, sometimes my glucose will go up a little bit when I'm doing these things, even when I'm fasted. So maybe that's why. Anyway, my first meal of the day today is a smoothie and it has in it apples and lots of spinach and wheatgrass and ginger and one banana. And i actually, this is half of what I made in the blender with the three apples and the one banana and Brian will be having the other half of it later. And uh, so anyway, we'll see what happens.
1: 25 points, I think.
0: Now is after having a whole wheat toasted bagel plain. Yep. Okay. Okay, 30 minutes in. After my apple, banana, spinach, ginger, wheatgrass. I want to have a little bit of cinnamon in it. Smoothie. Is that everything? Anyway, uh, it hasn't gone up much. A little bit. Feeling good? See you later.
1: Okay, so about an hour after, I think my uh, blood glucose peaked at about 150 and now it's on its way down. It's at uh, 138. So that was just a plain whole wheat bagel with nothing on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, after an hour of after having this smoothie with the apples and banana and spinach and wheatgrass and ginger and a little bit of cinnamon, I have this as my glucose reading, which is a very minimal rise. So, pretty
1: cool.
0: Okay, so we had pear smoothies early on when we got the glucose monitors, and um, we had some really delicious, sweet pears, and we were also eating the pears uh, alone and uh, just happened to be that it was a morning that you know, slicing up the pears and eating them Noticed the glucose go up just a little bit went ahead and put some in a smoothie and then the glucose went way up and We didn't uh, record that one. That was just something that we did on our own So then when we started doing these recordings, we decided to do the pear smoothie again To try to reenact it and see what happened. And while I was thinking about reenacting it I remembered that I had put vanilla in the smoothie recipe. And it turns out that the vanilla that I used was something that, well, you'll you'll hear me talking about it. Not what I thought it was. So that's why we did this again. And we blamed the bad glucose reading that we got the first time on the bunk vanilla. And you'll hear me explaining why. Today, we are going to do the pears again. I'm starting off fasted with my glucose at 104. As you can see, it's been pretty stable for, let's see, since about 6 a.m. or so. Like I had some jumping around happening in the middle of the night, it looks like, Um, up and down. But then since early this morning, it's been right around the same. And I haven't eaten anything. But anyway, that's what happens sometimes. That's why these continuous glucose monitors are neat, seeing things that I don't think that um, has been known before about glucose and the way that it goes up and down, even when you don't eat anything. And so we're doing the pears again. The other day, I put a little bit of vanilla in it and I did not realize until yesterday or the day before I looked at the ingredients on the vanilla and it says, hold on, let me go get it. Okay. So this is the one that I got thinking that it was the same as this. They both say organic, and they both say vanilla. This one says vanilla bean. So you would think, oh, scraped right from the bean, right? Sounds so natural, but in fact, the ingredients, which are written super teeny tiny on this shiny stuff, which is really hard to read, especially with the way the lights are in the store. um, I did not realize that it has some kind of an uh, alcohol sugar in it, and so I'm thinking that's what spiked the blood sugar, because. This smoothie is so similar to the one that we had yesterday with all apples, and it did nothing to our raise our blood sugar that high. And so I'm thinking that's what did it. So just so you know when you're shopping, this is what I usually use, pure ground vanilla. This is the Beyond Good brand, which is awesome. Um, I found this in a store somewhere, and if I can't find it again in the store, I will get it from Amazon or somewhere online. But the ingredients are simply organic ground Madagascan vanilla beans, the end. No sugar, no alcohols, no weird uh, preservatives or other things. This one has xanthan gum and guar gum and anyway. um, So stick with the pure vanilla people and you don't have to worry about having a secret ingredient in it that will spike your glucose. That was such a tiny amount I put in, so it's really funny that it had such a dramatic uh, reaction. So, anyway, I'm going to drink this now. Brian's going to drink his, and we'll get back with you in an, uh, half an hour and an hour and show you what happens to our glucose.
1: Okay, so uh, my blood glucose is uh, 105 right now. Before are drinking the smoothie, I haven't had anything to eat yet this morning. I um, did a little experiment with my coffee this morning to try to. The- I uh, put oat milk and maple syrup in it in a way that kept my blood glucose under 130. Um, so that was about a teaspoon of maple syrup and uh, just a couple of uh, splashes of oat milk. But that uh, seemed to keep it under 130, which I think is what I'll do for now. So let's see what happens in half an hour and an hour.
0: Okay, so after half an hour, uh, after having the pear smoothie, My glucose is at 124. It wasn't much of a spike at all. Feeling good.
1: So uh, it's been about half an hour, and my blood glucose is at 136. So it's a bit more of a spike for me. Um,
0: After the Paris movie. Right,
1: after we had our lovely Paris movie.
0: it looks kind of equivalent to what happened with your maple syrup Mm -hmm. coffee this morning and oat milk
1: yeah quite quite healthier for me (laughs)
0: yeah okay it's been an hour since we had our pear smoothies and uh here on this dark and rainy day and my glucose is down at 112 never really went up that high
1: okay so my blood glucose is at 115. it's almost all the way back down to where it starts. So
0: pears are awesome. All the fruit is great. We haven't had any problems with spikes in glucose from eating fruit. It's been good. okay. my glucose is at 117. I don't know why. I guess I've been running around doing yoga making carrot juice because we are going to do this as our experiment today. We're going to see if drinking this carrot juice spikes our blood sugar. I love carrot juice. It's so delicious but I don't drink it very often because I have heard that it spikes the blood sugar. So I've got my fingers crossed that hopefully it won't so I will have an excuse to drink it more often.
1: Let's see what happens. Okay, so uh, this morning my blood glucose is at 105. Um, earlier this morning I did a little experiment with my morning coffee, which normally has a little bit of um, maple syrup and oat milk in it. I thought I'd try eating a banana before having the coffee to see if that maybe slowed the uptake of uh, sugar, but it apparently did not. It made the, uh, my blood glucose spike up to about 165. So uh, maybe I'll try some greens.
0: Um, so, so well, when we've had banana without you having maple syrup, first thing it hasn't done that. Right, right. So, that's interesting that adding the maple syrup and the banana together made it, made the right. the whole thing spike up. Whereas if you just had a banana by yourself, it didn't do that.
1: Right, right. So, that's, that's sort of why I mm-hmm. thought it might mellow it out. But um, anyway, curious. Um, so, this morning I'm going to have a nice cup of carrot juice and uh, we'll see what happens in half an hour and an hour. Okay,
0: 30 minutes in and I'm at 139, hoping that it will stop there.
1: Okay, so it's been uh, over an hour now from uh, drinking a glass of nice fresh squeezed organic carrot juice and I seem to have plateaued at 134, which is uh, pretty normal for me for eating food. So, yeah, looks like the uh, carrot juice was pretty good to drink, tasted great, I felt uh, felt good drinking it, so happy to do that.
0: Okay, so it's been an hour since I had my carrot juice, and yay, I only am up at 133, so that's not that high, so I think that having carrot juice is fine for me. Another thing I wanted to address is while I was waiting for this, I looked up why is my blood sugar high in the morning? And I found a good answer from webmd.com. I found a similar answer from the Mayo Clinic. Anyway, it's saying that there is a thing called the dawn phenomenon where your blood glucose just rises in the morning um, to get your body ready for the things that you have to do for the day. And another thing that can make your blood sugar rise in the morning, especially if you're doing some exercise and you're fasted, is that your adrenaline goes up a little bit, and when your adrenaline goes up, it releases glucose to go into the muscles so that you can do what you need to do. Anyway, if you have diabetes, it's a different story. If your blood glucose goes up first thing in the morning, could mean that um, you have a problem. But if you're otherwise healthy, and it's um, not going up that much, just a little over 100 like mine um, has done the past few days. That could be it. Another thing to think about is that um, my blood glucose has been going up a little higher in the mornings the past few days, and I've been working a lot the past few days and working out hard at the gym, so that might also be causing my adrenaline to be running a little higher than usual, but fortunately I've just uh, sent off some legal work, and I'm gonna take a break now and let my body recover. So it's nice to be able to, when you have these stressful moments, be able to take a break and uh, center yourself and do lots of yoga, meditating, deep breathing. Don't be angry like my dog who's upset about the squirrels eating peanuts. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. This was our last one. My continuous glucose sensor is going to expire in 56 minutes, and I'm not going to do any more tests between now and then. So I get to take this thing out of my arm. I'm really excited about that because it's getting kind of itchy. So I think that was a successful little run. We learned a lot. Some surprises. Sure. Some things worked out kind of what we were expecting, and some things didn't. So the biggest surprises for me were that um, carrot juice does not spike your glucose or doesn't spike our glucose. I have heard people say, I believe in an interview with uh, Brian Johnson, the multimillionaire guy who's getting so much attention in his longevity stuff. He's vegan, so we like that. Wish he wasn't taking so many supplements. I worry about him with that. But anyway... He mentioned that when he did a continuous glucose monitor, he was surprised that eating carrots spiked his glucose. I don't know how that happened or why. I don't know if he was eating um, cooked carrots. I don't know if he was eating maple glazed carrots or what was going on with his carrots. But when we had just pure organic carrots that we juiced and there was no fiber, it was just the juice, it didn't spike our glucose. It brought it up a little bit like a normal uh, amount. Mm -hmm. And then it came right back down, and right. it was fine. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, I, I things I learned from it that I think were the most important was was how important you know a decent blood sugar level is if you're going to go do anything active or work out, and how things I think I'd done in the past to to maybe eat and prepare for that weren't really the right things to do. Like you know, I, finding just you know eating a couple of bananas right beforehand really does change, you know, it, it, it raised my blood glucose enough to go and, and actually change the way I felt about my workout, which was mm-hmm. really important. Um, the other thing I learned is that I'm probably going to have to switch to drinking black coffee uh, in the morning, which because uh, even, even small amounts of, I mean, you know, like a teaspoon of maple sh- uh, syrup, which is a natural sweetener. And I thought, you know, it's a pretty, you know, I thought it would be pretty low on the glycemic scale, but it, it does not seem to be that way.
0: Um, so, Why did you think that?
1: And mo- mostly just because of how I felt, you know, and it, because yeah. I, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a big coffee drinker. And so for a long time, I just put sugar in my coffee and then I tried agave syrup and, you know, sort of like how I felt was agave mm-hmm. syrup just felt like it was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, sugar seemed like it was too much, but maple syrup seemed to be like it was, it it, it didn't, you know, make me jittery. It didn't, it didn't feel like it was spiking my blood sugar but i didn't have a little robot on my arm telling me what my blood sugar mm-hmm. actually was and now that i have it's uh it's found out some very interesting things about that. And so i'm not mm-hmm. sure i really want um that much insulin floating around free in my system first thing in the morning so i think i'm going to change some mm-hmm. of my habits to uh, to adjust to that so mm-hmm. glad we got those i think they're incredibly valuable information right uh, from these, these little devices
0: i found the potato thing ex- surprising also. I didn't think it was going to spike it that much because like you say, if you get if you go on how you feel, I have never felt like, woo, like, you know, a sugar rush or anything like that after eating potatoes. So seeing the blood sugar go, woo, up as high as it did was like, whoa, this is weird. I was really thinking it was going to be, I don't know, in the 130s at the most, like a, a normal food that we eat. And I thought, well. That's probably fine, we can keep eating potatoes, but that really gives me pause about eating potatoes because again, makes you go up and then crash like that and then you feel super tired, like why would you wanna do that to yourself? That's exactly why I don't eat processed sugar. Fruit sugar, things that are you know surrounded by fiber, that's awesome, that gives you energy, but having sugar floating around with no fiber is a bad thing and you, know, you think, oh, potato, that's so starchy, Maybe it's because when you cook it, it breaks down so much of the starch, you know, I don't know, but it just doesn't taste sweet. And then when we had the sweet potatoes, the Japanese sweet potatoes, it tasted a lot sweeter. Our glucose went up less. I mean, yours was similar. Mm -hmm. Mine, I think, went up less. Next is our chart that will show you the different foods that we ate and where our glucose went. How high did it go? for each food so that you can hopefully learn something from what we did that will benefit you and help you make wise decisions on what foods that you might want to eat to help fuel your performance and your daily life, not just performing at athletics, but performing at life and feeling your best. That's what it's all about is feeling great. So is there anything else that you want to add about your experience? glad
1: I did it. Um, and I, I actually would do it again, too. To we are going to do it again. Right. Test some other yeah. uh, foods out.
0: I'm getting ready to do some traveling, so it might be a month or two before we can get back to it. But we will definitely do another bout of uh, with the, I don't know how long, 14 days again for sure. Maybe even longer with the continuous glucose monitor where we test different foods every day and we'll make these videos and show you what happens to us. If you want to have an experience like this yourself and get yourself a continuous glucose monitor, it costs about $200 for me to get two of them. And the way that it works is that they're each good for 14 days. And so they'll let you have each individual, two of them per month. And so the way I did it is I got two, I used one, he used one and then we stopped. But if you want to continually do it month after month, you can get on a subscription thing where you get two every month so you can continually do this as long as you want. I don't feel the need to do it for a really long period of time. And also, like I said, it made my arm itchy towards the end there. I think that my body wanted to heal where the little filament was going in and couldn't because filament was still there. And also that adhesive was still there. So anyway, two weeks, I feel like is a good amount of time. And so I think that we'll do that again. And then if we don't test all the foods that we want to test, or we think of something later that we wish that we would have done, like we did this time, maybe we'll do it again after that, but we're definitely for sure (laughs) going to do it for two more weeks at some point, probably a couple months from now. So stay tuned to our channel for that and watch for that video to come. All right, thank you for watching. We wish you peace, love, and vegan joy.